Hey everyone, you're listening to the Connect Church Podcast. We hope this sermon inspires you as well as builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Open your Bibles this morning to John 15. Jake really felt strongly, Jake, my husband, felt really strongly about doing a series on the Holy Spirit. And I think the series is called Hello, My Name Is Holy Spirit. Okay. <laughs> Check in with you, babe. It's good. So I'm just going to do a little bit of a recap. I felt like I was supposed to. And now I'm quite certain we, we need to do a bit of a recap this morning because there's some new faces here. And we're never really sure where everybody's at with their knowledge of the Holy Spirit. We just want to break it down because guess what? The Holy Spirit is not weird. The Holy Spirit is not a thing. I was, I was liking Instagram posts like I like to do frequently and cheer everybody on. And I saw a quote from a church in San Diego, and they actually referred to the Holy Spirit as an it. And I was like, no, no, no. Holy Spirit. It was a good quote, but they just got it wrong on the it. Holy Spirit is a person. <laughs> He's a person who's part of the Trinity. So God, say God. God. Say Jesus. Jesus. And say Holy Spirit. Say it again. Say God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. You can't have one without the other, right? Remember that whole song, you can't have one without the other. We can't have one without the other because to understand who God is, and we're all learning we fully until the day that we die, we won't fully know who God is. And as we come in this journey of grace, we begin to understand who Jesus Christ is more and more, especially if we've gone through seasons of pain, you know, to know his redemption and his love and the power of his grace to break off guilt and shame and bring healing in our lives. But for some and for many, I think there's a real lack of teaching and understanding on the Holy Spirit. And naturally in our own humanity and our Adamic nature, um, we tend to reject things that we don't understand, right? Even maybe some of you might be new in here today and you know what, you're feeling a little guarded because you don't know me, you don't know Jake, you don't, you don't know what Connect is. And that's okay, because that is our human nature. That is our human nature. But the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. We get three, but we get one. And with one, we get the three. And there's so much power in that, because God is a God of exponential multiplication. So he didn't want to just give us himself. No, 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 he had more, kind of like on the infomercial, buy this now, and we'll give you this for $1.99. No, he gives us more, because there is always going to be more with God, and I believe that that is a word for some of you in this place, that there is always going to be more when we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ. So we have God who's everlasting. I remember, so, so Jake and I actually grew up, I grew up in Abbotsford actually years ago as a teenager. Then we lived in Chilliwack because his parents are pastors and some of you would have met them at the transition service. And we lived in Chilliwack for a number of years before we moved to Calgary. And I just have to say it's so great to see so many Calgarians starting to come here. Yes, we're all coming together. Abbotsford, Chilliwack, and Calgary. But I remember, I don't think I was in the car, but Josiah had asked Jake a question. Dad? When was God born? Or something like that. And it just kind of blew Jake's mind. And he was like, oh, 
great question. Have your kids ever just asked you questions that you have just never, who, who's had, who has the children that ask the questions that you're just like, where do they get that from? And you're just like, oh, but it's good. And isn't it so humbling? Our children humble us. <laughs> they humble us so much, and that's a good thing. And they cause us to go deeper and to actually think about what we're saying and thinking about why we're doing the things that we do. And Jake was like, oh, man, God's everlasting. He always was. So God, in his infinite wisdom and his glory and his splendor, has always been. But God sent his son, Jesus Christ, his only son, his greatest treasure, to die on the cross. And Jesus willingly, willingly, but tentatively in the garden, he said, if it's possible, Father, would you take this cup? And he swept lots of the drops of blood, and he gave his life for you and I. And we were the joy that, set, that were set before him on the cross. God was the joy, but I believe we were the joy. Because he said, there's power in my name. There's power in my name that's going to break every chain off of your life. And you are, you are free from the law of sin and death. But then Jesus said that it would be better. And he was telling them this before he left. It would be better that I go so that I can leave the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit can't come. And isn't that such a great depiction? I'm just thinking about this right now. But Jesus only did what he saw his father doing. So God sent Jesus, and Jesus left us what? The Holy Spirit. Not in it. He's a person. He's living, and he's moving. Holy meaning set apart. Spirit, coming from the word in the Greek, pneuma. Say pneuma. Do you know what that means? It means breath. He's the holy breath of God. He's the holy breath of heaven, and he is not weird. If he seemed weird, it's because we've made him weird. Some people have made him weird because we're human. But he's not weird because Jesus would never send us a gift that was unrighteous. And I was blessed to grow up in a home full of the Holy Spirit. And I actually think it's so awesome that um, Maybelle is here today because I grew up in a lot of these guys' church when I was a little girl. But my dad and mom ended, landed in a church when I was two years old in Maple Ridge, BC. And the story kind of went like this. I don't, I don't think my dad's in here to correct me. Oh, there he is in the back. And the pastor looked at my dad. So there was a revival meeting. So imagine in the 80s. I am not 30 years old. <laughs> imagine in the 80s. Uh, revival. Who's, who, who remembers the revival that was happening down here in the, in the 1980s? The powerful times in the presence of the Lord. But the pastor said something like this to my dad. He said, sir, do you, want me to, do you want to meet Jesus today? And my dad is Irish. He doesn't have an Irish accent, but he is quite Irish. <laughs> the Irish is strong in him, and the Irish is very strong in me. Praise Jesus for the Irish people. But he said, no, not really. No, not really. Well, long story short, my dad... My dad I feel like I've recited this story so much in my heart and in my mind. It's like I can see myself standing there behind the chair, two years old, just peeking over, having no idea what was about to happen to my family, having no idea about the trajectory that God was going to take our family on and the valleys that we would go through, but the mountaintops that we would stand on saying, but by the grace of God, we've, stand, we've stood by the power of Jesus Christ. So there was my dad giving his life to Jesus, alcoholic, Smokes more than anyone. Alcoholism's run in our family. It's been a curse that 
took my brother's life last year through suicide, and my nephew is here today, standing, sitting here by the power of Jesus Christ, set free from alcoholism. But my father took a stand for Jesus that night, not fully understanding what was about to take place because there's power in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit to break every chain. And he yielded. See, we all have a choice. We all have a choice. And, and we are all brought to points and moments in life where we have a choice to make. Who's a parent in this place? And as parents, it is incumbent upon us to yield to the Holy Spirit of God. Because the Bible says that a wise man doesn't just lay up an inheritance for his children. No. Do you know that verse? It says, but he lays up an inheritance for his children's children. I was at Wagner Hills yesterday. And I prayed for a young woman who's struggling with her identity. She's struggling with her sexuality. She's just been through the whole program. Free. She's been through it three times now. And she just began to tell me her life story. And just a sweetheart, and I just put my hand on her, and I said, Steph, are you afraid that you're going to fall back into it? And she just started to cry, and she said, yeah, I am. She said, it's all I can do to make it to the end of the day. It's all I can do, Jen, to make it to the end of the day. And I said, okay, we're going to pray, because there's power in the name of Jesus. And she said, I just feel like I'm fighting for everybody else. I'm not doing this for myself, but I'm fighting for everyone else. And I said, Steph, you're a pioneer because the buck stops with you. And if you've ever had any sort of generational stuff, you know what I mean when I say stuff? Okay, whoever's been through freedom sessions and all that kind of stuff, I've been through stuff. Don't be fooled for my giant plaid coat here. Been through stuff, and I would love to share my testimony sometime. My parents have been through stuff. You have been through stuff. We have all been through stuff. But there's power in the name of Jesus. And I just said, Steph, you're a pioneer, just like my dad and mom. Both, both children of alcoholics. My father was an alcoholic. And he broke it that day. And he took a stand. And he accepted Jesus Christ in his life. And I honor and I thank my dad today for that. Because he took a stand that he didn't even understand. And sometimes we're, we come into moments where we don't even understand why we're doing what we're doing, but we have this opportunity to yield to the Spirit of God, and there's something in us that just says, I've got to say yes. And God, whenever we say yes to God, God has so much more than it's not just about us. And I said, Steph, I said, it, I said the wise man lays up inheritance for his children's children. I said, I believe that you're fighting for generations in your family. And having done all to stand, church, we stand in the grace of Jesus Christ and the power of his Holy Spirit. Because he's a spirit of power. God is a God of authority. Jesus is full of grace and of mercy. And my father was set free from alcoholism that night in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Never to struggle again. Never. Come on, let's give praise to Jesus this morning. Because he yielded to the Spirit of God. So then we go through, my parents end up serving in a church, end up becoming youth pastors of this church on staff with you guys. And we just begin to go through revival after revival. And I was a young girl who, who went to Sunday night revival meetings. Correct me if I'm wrong. Seemed really great in my mind. So if it wasn't, don't correct me because I have really great memories of all this. <laughs> 
But revival, guys. And do you know what revival looks like? I have people, you know, trying to recreate, recreate stuff. You know what revival is? It's surrendering our life to Jesus Christ. I like what Matt Redman said. Send revival, but start with me. It starts with you. It starts with me. But I was blessed to grow up under those pews. Weekend and week out as my parents faithfully served the church. And have you ever heard that phrase, we teach what we know, but we impart who we are? At a young age, I was already receiving impartation after impartation of the Holy Spirit. And I've said all of that to say I love the Holy Spirit. I love him. I love him. I love God. I love Jesus. And I love the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said in John 16, it's better that if I go so that I can send the gift of the Holy Spirit. So God yielded to his Father, and he paid a great price. Sent it into heaven. Long story short, we know it well. And then the Holy Spirit came. But look in your Bibles at John 14, 26. Jake was talking about this last week. Cheryl, can you bring that up there, please? John 14, 26. Please. It says here in the Amplified, but the Helper. Now look where it says. It says the Comforter. Say Comforter. He's the advocate. Say advocate. He's the intercessor. Say intercessor. He's the counselor. Say counselor. He's the strengthener. Say strengthener. He's our standby. Say standby. The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He. Say he. He. Will teach you all things. And he will help you remember everything that I have told you. He, the Holy Spirit, who doesn't want that? I want that. Do you know when you have something, especially if you're a parent, and like say if your child was sick and you had a medicine, you'd want to give it to them, wouldn't you? It would be weird and strange not to want to give this away. I want that. Great. We got to be comforted. We have someone who's fighting for us. He's our intercessor. He's standing in the gap for us. He's our counselor. Guys, we get smarter with the Holy Spirit. He's our strengthener. He strengthens us when we're weak. He's our standby. He's right here. We have a backup. My dad has a generator company. We have standby generators. I was thinking about that. Holy Spirit is our standby. Whom the Father will send in my name and my place to represent me and act on my behalf. And he will teach you all things. See, when we come into a place of understanding, we, we step into a, a new dimension of honor. Did you hear that? When we come into deeper places of understanding, we come into new heights and realms of honor and authority in our lives as the children of God. Honor and authority are not really being talked about in these days. But I believe that there is a reviving of honor in a culture of dishonor. And there's a generation. And when I say generation, I mean all of us, okay? Because a biblical generation, a biblical definition of a generation is a group of people living on the planet. So I don't see Gen Xers, millennials, you know, wise. I don't see that. We are a generation rising in the honor and the authority of Jesus Christ because there's power in the Holy Spirit, and there's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Amen? 
Amen. So let's look in our Bibles to Acts 1 8. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I drew the short straw again, like I did last time. <laughs> we have to be out early today, but it's okay. I'm going to speed up here. Okay, Acts 1 8. So this is the day of Pentecost. And here came the gift that Jesus was talking about. And they've been waiting, and they've been waiting and wondering. But you will see power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So what's the purpose of being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? What's it? To be witnesses. Say that. Say to be witnesses. That's why we need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And I was thinking about this this week. I think we think that witnessing is just to the lost. Oh, well, it's just, no, guys. The Lord was reminding me today in the Holy Spirit, or this week, the Holy Spirit was saying, I filled you with my power so you can be a witness to your kids. So you can be a witness to your husband about what a wife is supposed to be. I can be a witness to my children about what a godly mother is supposed to be. And when I blow it, I say, okay, I blew it. I am not a perfect person by any stretch. I am a T-Rex mom a lot of the time. <laughs> I am confessing it. But we are a holy witness to our families, in our workplace, in this place. We're filled with his Holy Spirit to be a witness. Could you imagine Peter and John? You know that story in the book of Acts? Peter and John at the gate beautiful. And they're what? Walking up to the lame beggar. You know this story? What if they hadn't been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? Uh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> here's some, here's a five cents. Could you imagine them? Could you imagine that story without silver and gold have I none? But what, actually, they didn't even have any money. They would have just walked by him and said, sorry, man, stinks to be you. Terrible, terrible. But they walked past him and they heard him. They heard him crying out and they looked at him. It says that in the Bible. I'm not going to bring that up to you, but they looked at him. They said, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, what? Rise up and walk. And how were they able to do that? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit that was residing on the inside of them. The power of the Holy Spirit will cause us to see things that we wouldn't normally see. It will cause us to hear things that we didn't normally hear. Do things that we couldn't do on our own strength. And guys, we are living in days where we need the supernatural power of God to get through it. Because we are living in uncertain times. It's weird. The world is like... I actually look at my phone, I'm like, oh, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen? Oh, we just had another tsunami in Indonesia. You know, what's going to happen here? I'm not afraid of it, by the way. But people get ready. Get ready. Get full of the word. Get full of the word. Get full of the knowledge of God in your home. Get full of the Holy Spirit in your home. Because we don't have to be afraid when we have the greater one residing on the inside of us, because the Bible says that those who have been filled are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we're filled with the counselor, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener. We're filled with that, so we don't have to be afraid. But like I said earlier, I can do a lot of things, but I can't do much without Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. So I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Dad. I thank you, Dad, for having the courage 
to take a stand for our family. And even in a day and a night, you didn't understand why you were doing what you did, but you did it anyway. And you yielded to the Holy Spirit because, friends, when we yield to the Holy Spirit, we reap the benefits and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. We reap all that when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Is that not awesome? That is, not, that is so awesome. So they were filled on the day of Pentecost with the Holy Spirit. But if you go read the book of Acts, some of them got filled again. Did you know that? So there's an initial filling, baptism of the Holy Spirit. But Ephesians 5, 18 says, don't be drunk with wine in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And if you study that out, it actually means be being filled. So when we're walking with Jesus, when we're walking with the Holy Spirit, we're able to sing songs today like, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. And as we sing that out, anytime we say, come, he comes. And guess what? He fills us. He fills us afresh and new. Because we should always be in a place where we're receiving and we're giving it away, like Peter and John. Or giving it away when you see a girl at Wagner Hills. Or giving it away when you're, when you're teaching dance. Or giving it away when you're selling homes. Because that's who we are. We're the children of God and we're full of the Holy Spirit. So look at 2 Corinthians 13, 14. And I've said all that to land here for just a few seconds, moments, I should say. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. I have been thinking about this verse for weeks, guys, weeks, before Jake even talked about this series. Is it up there? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. Say the grace of the Lord. Say the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Grace, we got it. Love, we hear about it. And we're all on a journey of receiving the love of God. Hey, we are. But the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, not be with some of you. Be with you all. And you know what? Have you ever had a, a grandparent pass away or someone really special to you pass away and they wanted to meet with you that one last time. Jake had a grandma who always thought she was dying. She always thought she was, I just have to be funny about this because sometimes it can just get, feel heavy. And it's like every time we saw her, she was like saying her last words to us. <laughs> and she called me Jan. Till the day she died, I was Jan. She signed birthday checks in Jan, or Christmas cards, Jake and Jan. I'm like, I don't know who Jan is, but I'm Jan. And I just smile. So her last words to us, it was to Jake and Jan. Yeah, it's awesome. I love her. She loves Scrabble and so many bean salad. It's great. But the last words are precious. I think about that sometimes. It might seem morbid at my age. But our last words, we want to leave something precious and something of worth and something of valuable. And this is what, this is what the Apostle Paul said to them. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That word fellowship, by the way, comes from the word koinonia. Do we all know that word koinonia? Everyone's like, ah, yeah, I like that word. Koinonia means fellowship. It can mean community. 
It can mean commune. But I really like it when it says this, partnership. Partnership of the Holy Spirit be with you all. But if you really understand that word partnership, as he's saying it here, if you really study it out, it's not just when he's speaking to them on a whole, to, the, to you all. He wasn't just saying, may the fellowship be with me and you, Jen. He's saying, may the fellowship be with you and all, with you all together. So my fellowship of the Holy Spirit strengthens Jake's fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And Jake's fellowship of the Holy Spirit with mine strengthens Sydney. Do you see that? He's speaking exponential multiplication, fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And these were the last words from him to them. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, you know, if the Holy Spirit has a love language, and of course he does, do you guys know the five languages of love? It's quality time for sure. <laughs> quality time for sure. Who likes quality time? My highest is serving, by the way. I'm the youngest of six, so <laughs> if you ever want to make me happy, just help me do something. But his is quality time. Jake's love language is quality time and touch. His love language is quality time, and he longs to come. Do you ever notice when people speak on the Holy Spirit or we sing Holy Spirit? It's like one of the most anointed songs ever because he just longs to come. He just longs to come and fellowship and commune and partner with us because he has so much that he wants to give us. And it's, and it's here. But I think sometimes we don't understand or sometimes we go about our day because we're like, oh, I need the love, I need the grace. But I'm not really fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, but sometimes we're not aware of that. And it's like he's over there. He's over there, and I'm here, and he's like, Marco, Polo. But when we understand, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, he's in us. And we have access to him at any moment. And he wants that. He wants that. He wants that. So Paul said in verse 11, Cheryl, can we put that up there? So before this, guess what? He said, finally, brothers, this was his conclusion, rejoice. Say rejoice. rejoice. Aim for restoration. Say restoration. restoration. Say comfort. comfort. One another. Say agree, agree with one another. Live in peace. Say live in peace. Live in peace. And then it says, in the love of God and peace will be with you. I left the kissing verse out. Should have left it in there. It's a good one greet each other. It didn't say with a holy kiss, with the holy kiss. So there's a difference between a holy kiss and the holy kiss. I have to study that out sometime. But isn't it interesting that he talked about the grace of Jesus, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, but then he's talking to them about all this before. If you go back and study that chapter, he's talking about examining their hearts, and when I come back, I want, I want to see rejoicing. I want to see you guys aiming, not to be perfect, but aiming for restoration, aiming for comfort, aiming to agree with one another, aiming to live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with them. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit, because when we yield and when we surrender to him, he comes. Can we have the worship team come up? He comes. He comes. He comes with his grace. He comes with his glory. He comes with his wisdom. You know, let's just stand up together in this place. And I couldn't get off of this verse the last few weeks. And the intercessors, if you ever want to pray on Sunday morning, the intercessors pray at 945 in the back behind the curtain here. And I said, would you guys please agree with me in prayer? Because I, I really sense that there's broken hearts in this place. 
I really sense that some of us maybe have been hurt, had been wounded. Maybe there was some stuff happening in your marriage. Maybe there's some stuff happening with your kids. And this is a zero judgment zone always. Because we are who we are by the grace of God. But guys, if we could just go into the bridge of Holy Spirit. Perfect. Let's just close our eyes. When we yield to the Holy Spirit, miracles happen in our life. So maybe that's you today. Maybe you've had some brokenness and maybe you've had some hurt and some wounds. Maybe you've had a lot more ashes than beauty in your life. But let's just ask the Holy Spirit to come. Holy Spirit, would you just come and do what only you can do, like you can do, and fill us today. Bringing hope, bringing healing, bringing joy, bringing peace, bringing gladness, not by might, not by power, but by your Holy Spirit. And with every eye closed in this place, I want to ask you, if you've never received Jesus Christ in your life, but you would like to receive Jesus Christ in your life, we're not going to single you out today, but we're all going to pray this prayer today. And let's all together say, Jesus, say, Jesus, I invite you today to come, to enter into my life. I acknowledge that you died on the cross and you shed your blood for me. I give my heart, I give you my life, I surrender it all to you. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We want to encourage you to take what you just heard and let it go deeply into your heart to allow Jesus to do the deep work that only he can do. We also want to encourage you to be a part of what's going on here at Connect. Head over to connectchurch.ca to find out how.